Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit Chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Purina Animal Nutrition, where R&D meets ROI. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today we have with us Caitlin Sullivan, a master's student at South Dakota State University. So Caitlin, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm originally from central Missouri and I did my bachelor's at the University of Missouri where I majored in animal science uh, with a minor in plant science. And then I went on to higher education with getting or working on my master's um, and defending hopefully next year uh, in swine nutrition at SDSU. So, Gotcha. So let's talk about some of the research that you recently published for your master's. So I saw um, your study on the effects of replacing corn with hybrid rye. Would you mind telling me a little bit about that? Yeah, so kind of the the ultimate background statement with using this hybrid rye in a grow finishing trial is that um, because of the concern for more sustainable pork, um, the industry is looking at alternatives to diminish that carbon footprint. And so uh, this hybrid rye has been used a lot in Europe in their grow finish diets because of the benefit and growth performance um, as a cover crop for the high yields that it shows and the um, high resistance to ergot susceptibility. So um, ultimately it would be used as a cover crop here in the U.S. to make those uh, feeding systems and management techniques more sustainable. So uh, we did this growth performance trial in Pipestone, Minnesota in a uh, 2,400 head commercial wean to finish barn um, where it was a 89 day study. Um, they started out at 45 kilograms and went to 125 kilograms as their market weight. Um, so we had 80 total test pens um, that included four treatments where we replaced corn at a 40, 70, and 100% inclusion rate of that hybrid rye um, as their energy source to meet the NRC requirement. And um, each pen was blocked by their weight and then randomly allotted per dietary treatment. Um, and then we had them in a five-phase rotation all the way up to market weight, where we measured the body weights and the feed disappearance during each of those time events. And also that when we analyzed this data, we used uh, pre-planned linear and quadratic contrast statements through the Glimix procedure of SAS to fully utilize the inclusion level of hybrid rye used in this growth performance data. So in the overall performance, we saw uh, because of the lack of ME in the diet with us trying to assume the energy value of hybrid rye, uh, we saw a linear decrease in average daily gain and average daily feed intake. Um, but something that's interesting to note is that there was no response in feed efficiency between the 100% corn diets and the 100% rye diets, 
which I think is something really beneficial that we might need to look further into and, and continued research. Um, but overall, because of that decrease in gain and feed intake, we saw uh, lighter pigs in those 100% rye diets um, and that, that there was no difference to, uh, detected in feed efficiency. So something to kind of key in on is that because the feed efficiency was similar across treatments, um, we can indicate that we use the correct energy value of our hybrid rye at 1430 kilocals per pound of ME. Um, and that with this data, we kind of can assume that there was a palatability or bulk density issue uh, with feeding this hybrid rye that actually may have led to more satiety in those pigs um, and made them feel fuller longer, more or less, um, leading to the decrease in intake and gain. So your abstract said that that decrease in gain could have also maybe been due to some sort of anti-nutritional factors. So did you do any sort of fiber analysis to look at the any possible anti-nutritional factors, or do you have any hypothesis of what those could be that was present in the rye that caused the decreased gain? Yeah, so I personally in my trial did not do any fiber analysis with the hybrid rye, um, but there's previous research shown that using a multi-carbohydrates in the diets with more hybrid rye actually leads to a higher digestibility. Um, but because of this, the layout of this trial, we were only trying to determine the overall growth performance of these pigs and to see at what inclusion rate led to a lack in performance um, with their gain and in intake. So what also did these diets look like when fully replacing corn with the hybrid rye? Were they still meeting all the NRC requirements pretty easily, or did you have to add any sort of extra ingredients to meet a couple requirements? Yeah, so to kind of further expand on this growth performance trial, we're actually looking at the carcass quality um, with the yields and the hot carcass weight and the IV values of these pigs from corn to hybrid rye. So we, um, to not affect that variable that we were measuring, we did not add any added fat, um, but we also did have to add more crystalline amino acids to the corn diet because of the increase in bioavailable lysine in that hybrid rye. Gotcha. And was there also any difference in formulation costs? Was one cheaper than the other in terms of like income or feed costs as well? Yeah. So we looked at um, kind of the regular um, scenario where you would have like a high revenue and a low cost or high revenue and a high cost period. And when we saw um, when production costs were higher, that the diets with the hybrid rye were estimated at $54 a head um, compared to corn, which was $56 a head. Um, so I think something to kind of look at. Also with when um, inputs were lower, the diet cost um, or price per head more or less um, with the hybrid rye was averaged at $77 and then that corn was $81. Um, so I think something to kind of keep in mind, whether your costs are low or high, especially them now being fairly high, um, to look at something of integrating this alternative grain to feed. Awesome. Yeah, I remember before we started recording, you also mentioned something about it being a cover crop as well. So for some farmers who grow their own uh, crops, that could also be a good way to maybe cash in a little bit extra on that. Yep. Yeah. So I think ultimately it's going to um, impact a lot of farmers that are diversified in their operations that are growing their crops for their animals to feed um, and integrating this cover crop that, uh, like I said before, has all of this growth quality to the higher yields and the ergot resistance, 
Um, but also we will be looking at the agronomical impact uh, with the fertilizer application and the impact it has on the soil health of those growing systems. To feed the world's growing population, the animal production industry needs to grow in a sustainable manner. Eastman produces one of the broadest organic acid portfolios in the global market and offers customer-driven swine solutions. Learn more by visiting Animal Nutrition at EASTMAN.com. When it comes to raising healthy animals, you need more than the right solutions. You need the right partner who brings decades of industry expertise and a global team to put that knowledge to work for the advancement of your operation. At Fibro Animal Health Corporation, we are proud to work with you as your trusted partner. Awesome. Well, I think that's all we have time for. So thank you for coming on the show to share those results with us. And to everyone else listening, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.